Rene, thanks very much for joining us. You've recently put some research out, particularly on the logistics market. Just tell me a little bit more about the research and also some of the key highlights. Well, the research was done to get an overview on what are the expectations for 2021. And that's obviously also a matter of looking a little bit back in the mirror to say, hey, what was last year? Uh, and then looking into the forecast, uh, which was mainly done at a country level. So we looked into 11 countries, but also if you talk about yields and prime rent developments, you look more at a city level. And the way how we did it was by serving and interviewing Europe's largest and most important logistics real estate developers and investors across Europe. So some with a large portfolio in the UK, some across whole Europe, specialists in Central and Eastern Europe. Uh, to understand, hey, what are your expectations uh, uh, for the market? And, and an important result was that this logistics real estate, this asset class, has really proven to be uh, a corona proof. Um, obviously, what happened was that from an e-commerce perspective, it went through the roof all over Europe. So a lot of space was needed for there. We saw also industrial companies building up more inventory to be sure that they could deliver their customers. So overall, we saw that in, in, a, in a crisis here, what we have never seen before in those 11 countries, the take up was only 3% less than in 2019. And 2019 was a record year. So only a very small decrease. The expectations for this year are actually an increase of 14% over Europe in, in terms of take up. So while we know that other asset classes like retail and hotel are a difficult, uh, difficult business these days, logistics real estate is, is hot. We see uh, funds uh, which are active in this market adding money to their portfolio. We see also broad brushed uh, real estate investors swapping money from certain asset classes to logistics real estate. So there is a kind of wall of money of um, investors who think, okay, these are interesting yields. Uh, there is a, a positive prime rent development. This is a, a relatively risk-free investment. And we see that all over in all European countries, that picture. And was there anything in terms of expectations for uh, yields and, and, uh, and I suppose rents, Rene? Yeah, what we see is um, uh, in the various cities in Europe, we see that the rents will uh, um, go up a little bit, um, depending a little bit on the local situation, because there are obviously markets where uh, it's um, land is so scarce for a new development that the price of land goes up, and that means also that the rents will go up. The yield, we see a little bit compression of about uh, 15, 25 basis points, because depending also again about the city, because the competition is hot for uh, these kind of logistics warehouses. And on the other hand, uh, so demand is high, supply is more difficult to realize. Um, so yields are a little bit down, which is for valuation of the assets uh, quite great. Um, but the scarcity of land is certainly an issue. And in terms of the geographies, Rene, was there any particular differences between, you know, let's say UK, Western Europe, Central and Eastern Europe? Yeah, I would say uh, UK um, did last year pretty well, above average in Europe. I think that has something to do with Brexit, that companies uh, wanted to have more inventory and more warehousing space to be sure that 
whatever the situation would become, that you were able to um, deliver to your customers. I think if you look to the larger market, Germany and Poland have done well as well. The Netherlands and Belgium a little bit less than average because I think they normally gain European distribution centers of new American and Asian companies, and a lot of them push the break button under and say, well, let's let's wait and postpone. Central and Eastern Europe are actually doing uh, very well. They um, the take-ups have increased in all four European, uh, Central and Eastern European countries we looked at. So, Czech Republic, Romania, Hungary, and Poland. Uh, you see also there that the yields are still above five percent. So that's interesting as well for uh, investors. And also, if you look a little bit to what's happening in supply chains, because as you know, we have a, a large supply chain practice, and we try to make the bridge between what's happening within supply chains of uh, producers and brand owners and logistic service providers with what kind of real estate at what locations do they really need. And we see that companies are what we call de-risking their supply chain. They just don't want to be as vulnerable as they were uh, in the first half of last year for uh, distortions of their supply chain because all of a sudden they couldn't get any product anymore out of their Chinese plant or from their Southeast Asian um, suppliers. So you see then that company saying, okay, we build up inventory. Should we not decentralize production? So instead of having five manufacturing plants in China, should we not have one in Romania, for example, so that we are closer to the market and we spread our risk? So I think Central and Eastern Europe um, um, did not only well in the last years, but have also due to their cost structure for these kind of uh, supply chain activities uh, will be uh, will be interesting markets as well. Yeah, really interesting to see how these markets develop over 2021. Thanks very much for joining us, Rene. Okay, my pleasure.